This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 97 of Internet Marketing. I'm joined in the studio by, once again, Mr. Kelvin Newman. Hello. And Mr. Graham Benstead, the Hello prodigal there. son who has returned. <laughs> Hi. And it's uh, it's a news and tools today. What are we talking about? Yeah, there's, yeah, basically there's sort of three topics that we wanted to cover off today, me and Graham. Um, we're having a bit of a chat about what we thought were the most interesting things going on at the moment that people might well be interested in. Um, I wanted to start off by talking about Bleco. Now that's spelt B-L-K-K-O. Now, this is a new search engine. Those of you who are premium subscribers, I've talked about it a little bit already. It's not a tropical disease. Not a tropical disease, no. Basically, it's a brand new search engine. that They're quite clever in their approach. They're not... Um, their aim isn't to beat Google. You hear all these new um, search engines start, and our, our aim is to, to um, beat Google. Their aim is just to become the third biggest search engine, which I, you know, I think mm. is quite an impressive aim. Now, what's interesting about the way that they present their results is they talk about slashing the web. So a big part of how their search engine works is that people can specify certain websites within a slash, so I, a theme. Mm. So I can search on Bleco. I do Bleco, um, you know, Kelvin Newman as a search term, but then mm. put slash tech blogs, it would only search within the websites that people have determined as tech blogs. Or if I put um, Java slash code, yeah. I would get the Java coding rather than Java the country. So there's a kind of um, crowdsourcing of categorization of websites that can help you make more accurate searches. So that's okay. quite interesting as a compelling option. Anyway. So, so it has so, a sort of syntax. You sort of slash and then the thing that narrows it down. A yeah, bit more after yeah. Slash. So, I mean, yeah, you need to get your head around what those predefined options are. Mm. And yeah, that's going to, it's only going to appeal to a certain group of people, I would have thought, maybe an advanced user rather than a kind of general punter. Mm. But I know that that can be annoying. So, for example, if someone set up a slash review and it only had review sites in it, then I was looking for a review of the product. Mm. And I know that I'm then going to lose all the ones where there aren't actually reviews on the site. You know, those kind of horrible websites that sort of exi- exist to trick you into thinking they've got a review there. That would be really useful. So, on the one hand, an interesting website worth checking out there as a search engine. But the, re- the reason I think it's really, really um, worth mentioning on the show is that they've got some really good built-in SEO tools. So when you search for any result, you get your usual result. And then on Google, you get things like cached and similar and mm. all that kind of thing. Little blue links that aren't that high profile. But if you click, they give you a little bit more information about the search result. Well, in Bleco, what they do is there's one there called SEO. And when you click that, you get all kinds of interesting SEO information about that website. Now, worth doing straight away for your own website um, because it will tell you some interesting stats about how many pages you've got, um, errors, all the types of things you might get in Google Webmaster Tools, but a little bit more there. But you can also then start to make comparisons about kind of link data, um, the how often you were crawled, how big your page sizes are compared to your competitors, and all kinds of great little goodies there. So I did a little screencast for the premium subscribers on how to how to use it, but actually anyone who isn't a subscriber, go have a look at um, Bleco. Um, put in uh, your website name, look at the SEO stats, it kicks back for you and have a bit of a play because it's quite a lot of interesting information there. And I know people really love it when we share tools and that's one that's really been sort of like rocking my world at the moment in terms of great information free from a search engine. So you would hope that they've probably got a bit clearer idea of what 
um, the other search engines are looking at because it's built by search engineers. They've got that kind of similar mindset there. And yeah, whether Bleco takes over as a big search engine or not, I sort of don't think really matters. I think what's really interesting is for us internet marketers to go and have a look at it, see what data they can share and what we can get from that, and then use that to come up with a bit better strategies for it as well. It sounds like it's coming in from a very specific angle. How long has it been? You might have already said this, but forgive me, I'm twiddling. Um, it's, no, it's, it's, only, it's only really been out of um, beta for a matter of weeks now, not even a month. Okay. Um, I think it's probably a fortnight from today, maybe three weeks or so. Okay. So relatively new. Um, today being the 24th of November recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, they, I think in their first week, they, got to, they were dealing with a million queries a day. Oh, which wow. isn't a lot in the scheme of like what Google and Bing and all those kind of people deal with. But in terms of a brand new service, and most search engines that launch just get no traction whatsoever. It's mm. quite good that they're doing that well. What they haven't broken down in that million is how many were repeat, how many are people doing lots of searches. So if I was searching for 20 different websites, was that part of the million? Was it, 20, was it a million searches, a million searchers, you know, all that kind of usual ambiguity about figures when people sure, put them yeah. out. But it's made some good traction already. So yeah, I mean, then another sort of new tool that we sort of came across and Graham introduced to me this morning was Rockmail, um, which is an interesting name. I, when Graham asked me about it, it's like I've heard the name so many times, but I hadn't really got around to sussing out what it was about. I mean, is that Rockmail or Rockmelt? Rockmelt. Rockmelt. Like okay. ice melts. Mm, mm. If, if, uh, if I could do one of those uh, heavy metal voices. Rockmelt. Rock Rock yeah. melt. Um, it does sound like a Norwegian um, radio station. Yeah, yeah. I very, very quickly warmed to it um, because of that. Um, yeah, I was, was that a joke? You warmed to it? No, no, no. <laughs> thanks. thanks. Uh, um, sorry, Graham. Carry on. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Um, yeah. So um, I, I was uh, sent an invitation. Um, okay. Invitation. Invitation only. I think it is, isn't it? Like uh, a private, as far as I know, beta in, at the moment. In it? Yeah. That's the only way that I got to it. Yeah, um, yeah uh, last night and uh, installed it over overnight. Actually, not, yeah. not a huge file, um, but yeah. I, I think perhaps um, it's it's kind of gaining you know, yeah. that traction, and perhaps that there are some uh, quite a few people hitting that server. But um, yeah, so it's a, it's a new browser. Okay, um, okay. Uh, based uh, on, on the uh, same. Uh, technology is uh, Chrome. Okay, so uh, kind of Chrome. same as Safari and, and yeah. Like, yeah, all similar kind of... Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Who's behind it? Oh, uh, goodness. Um, Do we know? Yeah, goodness, a startup, uh, Rockmelt, uh, based in California, as, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess... Um, I suppose you could uh, describe it. Did, did you ever use, um, what was it called? Flock, Flock wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I remember Flock. I never yeah. used it. Uh, Flock, it, it, was, it was a charming little browser. You know, it was uh, very, so it had all sorts of lovely um, social tools integrated into it. And uh, really, um, Rockmelt is to uh, Google Chrome, I suppose, um, as Flock was to um, Firefox. So the, so the idea is that kind of you've got, yeah, you've got your basic browser, so you've got Internet Explorer, you've got Firefox, you've got Chrome, and you've got Safari if you're on the Mac. Now what Rockmail is trying to do is what take that usual experience but kind of add a social layer to that. Yeah, absolutely. All of the tools are right there in front of you. Yeah. So in some ways, for me, it's a browser for people who can sort of deal with distraction yeah. you know on on the uh, both the left and the right yeah. sides of of the mm. um the window you have uh, all the tools that you might be using so everything from facebook mm. chat to uh twitter to mm. um and they're adding new tools all the time mm. so uh, for example um google chat they'll yeah. be it's quite including. a busy sort of interface though isn't it it's I mean, that's very the, busy uh, 
Yeah, especially when your uh, people are bothering you all the time. And if <laughs> if, uh, if you use the same sort of Facebook page uh, for your work as you do sort of socially, yeah. you know, it, especially if you're trying to get any work done, you, mm. you might be expecting to get, you know, three or four Facebook friends, uh, yeah. you know, from school bothering you all the time. <laughs> so ideal for corporates then? Absolutely. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think my problem with it is, is it's kind of like Flock was, which didn't really take off, which was a similar kind of concept, yeah. but built around Firefox rather than built around Chrome. I think it's almost like a solution looking for a problem. It's not like I think, well, I'm enjoying browsing this page, but what would be brilliant is if I didn't have to switch to another tab to go to Facebook. Yeah, I or, suppose with the introduction of, um, some time ago now, uh, Facebook chat, yeah. of course, if you're using all the different uh, tabs which we use these days, yeah. you can miss out on lots of chat. Yeah. And in some ways, that's great because yeah. we've all got work to do. But, um, you know, if if you're using it, um, you know, maybe a weekend and you're just yeah. sort of browsing the Internet, yeah. uh, you know, I could see why that that would be sort of an attractive thing. I, I was also thinking perhaps using multiple windows or mm. uh, multiple um, instances of it, perhaps mm. for various clients. Okay. If you're trying to uh, track yeah. um, a different sort of social mention yeah. or, you know. I, I wonder if that would work. At the moment, you need to log into Facebook to actually run, okay. the, um, run the browser. So, so yeah, they're, yeah, they're relying on that kind of Facebook infrastructure for Indeed. the login. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I think there's this whole, whole way that... Um, so if you imagine that a lot of technologies are about making develop, developing for the web easier, so kind of like MySQL and you know all these things are to make life easier, it's really interesting that you're starting to get that as well with Facebook and Twitter logins, isn't it? So it's like... You as a individual website owner, as a startup business, as a you know um, entrepreneur online, suddenly that's one less thing to worry about. That whole infrastructure of the the membership database and getting someone to sign up for something new with putting in all their details when instantly they can just pull in their Facebook one, and plus that gives you huge potential there as well because presumably then by making it your Facebook one instantly you've got all your account details there, so you've got all your friends making it because that's often the tipping point, isn't it, with a social technology unless enough of your friends are using it it's not very mm. good is it you know mm. like um mm. you know who uses who uses a, so you know facebook works because all your friends are on there if your friends weren't on there facebook would be a lot less compelling wouldn't it so i think that is a yeah an interesting it relies one, on a critical know. mass yeah which must yeah. be established mm. at the beginning mm. Yeah, so do you reckon people worth checking out or is it kind of a bit um, probably well, not worth the, the closed, hype? It is closed beta at the moment, um, but uh, I should be... Well, actually, um, I've been told yeah, on oh. screen that I'll be given some invitations okay. to hand out. Mm. So uh, anybody who wants to uh, send me a quick tweet. Yep. Um, <laughs> the, f- I, the first one person to email in will get the invitation. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think that's pretty much it. And, you know, <laughs> may, maybe there'll be a, a sort of queue for that. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I... Have I given out my um, no? Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Say your Twitter. That... Yeah, if anyone oh, wants I'm, to. Oh, I'm Mr. Graham. So that's M R Mr. Graham, which is G R A E M E. Yeah. So if you're after that, that's Rock Mount. There, an interesting one. I mean, I'm I'm not entirely convinced. I think I the world has the enough. On, bra- I can tell from the look on your face. I mean, I think we've got enough browsers already, haven't we? I mean, that's my. <laughs> you know, we've got what? There's four viable browsers at the moment, isn't there? In terms of, so you've got mm. Internet Explorer, rightly or wrongly, still does very well. Mm. Is that a viable browser? Huh. Internet Explorer. Oh, I mean, is it a browser? User, yeah, I mean, the users, it's, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's got uh, people use it, don't they? I mean, yeah, personally, I switch between Firefox and Safari depending on which computer I'm on, and I know a lot of 
lot of people in the office use Chrome. I'm a big Chrome fan. I'm, I'm on Chrome now, on the yeah. Mac. Mm. Yes. Ah. yes. It's, it's funny you should say, do we need more browsers? I yeah. think Netscape might have said that back yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, do yeah. We, do yeah. we need more browsers? No, Firefox. Don't don't bother. Uh, okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. But yeah, so that's Rockmail. Um, the final thing we wanted to talk about today, wasn't it really, um, Graham? Was... Actually, I've got one after this. Oh, carry okay, on. okay. Well, we were going to talk about... I'm going to slip his in. The, uh, that's the actor said to the bishop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, Cook Sauce. So, I don't know if many of you listening will have heard about this, but it was kind of a big, big Twitter storm about yeah. this. Yeah. What, recently, Kelvin? Um, yeah, I mean, the last couple of weeks yeah, or so. Yeah, okay. the beginning of... Well, what is Cook Sauce, then? Well... Who's going to tell it, me? It, it was all a little bit embarrassing for uh, Cook Sauce, and it's, it's ended up in something of a disaster. Um, the, uh, an, an article writer um, for um, Goad Cookery, Mm-hmm. Uh, had put together, um, uh, you know, uh, a nice little uh, recipe on on her own um, her own site, uh, which she later found um, reprinted on on this um, this cook sauce site. Yeah, and um, it was an offline publication as well, like a, yeah, like a local yeah. magazine. It, it, it yeah. was printed, and so you know, um, she she wasn't particularly pleased that all of a sudden her work had um, been been printed uh, without permission her or knowing anything yeah. about it. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to find out wh- how she found out, actually. Um, I don't know if it was like a Google alert or something yeah, like that, or I someone saying, oh, well, congratulations on being published in that magazine. Yeah, it makes go, you wonder. Well, I mean, maybe she maybe yeah. she actually uh, um, was a used, reader, to, subs- yeah. used yeah. to subscribe to Source. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, yeah, she, she got in contact, and I think really the, the real trouble began when the first response she got was along the line of, well, it was on the internet. Didn't you want it published? Yeah. Um, and everything kind of went downhill from there after sort of toing and throwing. Yeah. I think um, the, uh, the lady was uh, trying for quite a while to get in contact yeah. with uh, Cook Source. Um, she eventually got an email back from them, um, pretty much telling her why she should be pleased. Yeah, that, that her content had been stolen. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, Hang on, this, con- this reminds me of a story we covered in Social Media White Noise, but I don't think it's the same thing. This is a, this is a, a, a recipe, a food recipe, yeah, is it? Food oh, recipe, okay. yeah. Sorry, carry on. Oh, no, no, no. And so, Confused um, of... Internet marketing. <laughs> yeah, I think to uh, add insult to injury, anyway, um, in, in one of their responses, um, CookSource um, kind of explained to this uh, the woman who had written the original article that um, actually she should be even more pleased because uh, the, yeah. the article had needed lots of editing. Yeah. <laughs> and was that because so, it was kind of written in a traditional, like, like yoldy English? It was, and it was yeah, like, yeah, and that was yeah. deliberate when she wrote it. It was supposed to be written in yeah, that way. Absolutely, yeah. She, she's uh, kind of into a medieval cooking yeah. uh, and, and that side of things. So, yeah, that, that was quite sweet. But um, so, um, in the end, um, I suppose to cut that uh, long story short, um, Neil Gaiman and um, Joe uh, Scarly mm. uh, got together, uh, like, uh, on, on uh, Twitter. As, as supporters, yeah. and um, it's all become a little bit of a bloodbath. Yeah, to be honest, for uh, poor old uh, Cook Sauce, I can't help but feel a bit sorry. Yeah, I mean, as 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 wrong as she was to steal the content, as wrong as she was to send those kind of hugely arrogant um, emails in response, the the reaction to that by the the the, the social media community yeah. was somewhat brutal, shall we say? Mm, um, okay. Maybe not quite death threat level, but it was kind of pretty much everything. Um, but I think probably. I think it got pretty much that bad, to oh, yeah. be honest. Yeah, um, it, it did get, as I say, to the sort of mausoleum stage. Yeah. It, there was, I don't know. I, okay, I, I understand. It's, it's I, one of the reasons I love the internet yeah. is that people can share these ideas yeah. and, and share, um, you know, any problems they have with other people. Yeah. But. The, you know, it, it, this mob mentality which yeah, starts to form, and, yeah. especially around sort of maybe more celebrity supporters, mm. uh, I, it often yeah. 
I mean, yeah. it had pretty bad news, wasn't it? For the ultimately, I don't they they don't know how connected it was, but Cook Source was kind of an offline publication that perhaps hadn't been doing particularly well, and the consequence of this, I think they decided just to pack it in, didn't they? Afterwards, yeah. which is which is a bit sad, but it also highlights here some really interesting dynamics about ownership, copyright, uh, and the like online. Because on the one hand, you've got the internet being used for the most widespread copyright violations you know is maybe not the right word but kind of interesting interpretation of fair use Mm. on that side of things but then you've got similarly people saying here well if i produce it um and someone steals it, it's very very bad if a big corporation produces it and i copy it that's okay Mm. so there's a real kind of conflict there that i i I think it's going to run and run for years and years but i think it's interesting that whole dynamic of what's going on here and you know it's a interesting case study to look into i think for people who are interested in copyright um you know and attribution and and all that kind of thing around online the whole story reminds me very quickly of um quite a large cookery blog um goodness i think it was around around the sort of netherlands um Mm. who um went out and uh, basically found anybody who'd copied any of their images from google images and were trying to um charge them inordinate amounts of money to use these images and how of course you know uh, at the time i suppose social media wasn't quite so big yeah but um yeah there there was quite an upbraid you know yeah. uh, for well against the people who were complaining about having their copyright yeah um you know um so yeah it's um two sides to yeah, it yeah it's very it's, much uh, two sides yeah you had a, a, a an interjection Andy. i did well don't, well don't get me started on this whole copyright yeah, thing because okay. i will just be here for hours but i just wanted to quickly mention uh, networking roulettes which is a site i discovered uh, oh, okay. a few days ago mm. the actual website is brazen careerist and i think it's dot com but we'll, we'll put a link in the show yeah. notes but networking roulette is quite an interesting concept. I, I think it's the first time this has been done. So it's all geared towards uh, helping actually meet people online. Okay. The way, way it works is, it's fairly early days for it. So I think you have to, I'll explain how you use it in a minute. But basically right. the idea is that you, uh, you go online, you say what you're after, you say what you can give, and you're randomly connected with another person. And it's kind of texting backwards and forwards. So oh, it's, okay. not, it's not too scary. It's not video. It's yeah. like a texting type thing in yeah. real time, backwards and forwards. And then I think you've got three minutes after that to decide if you want to connect, connect up with a person. And if it's okay. a mutual thing, you can connect up with them. So it's almost like speed works. dating for LinkedIn. Mm. It's like speed dating, but for professional networking. Oh, okay. And um, I think it's, it's fairly early days. So whether or not you'll actually get linked up to someone just going on randomly is, yeah. is I'm not quite sure. But certainly they have events at certain times. So if you go on one, there's an event going on okay. and i think the events are sort of um sort of oriented to, towards certain types of people that want to meet okay. types of people if that makes any sense yeah. so check that out it's yeah brazen careerist i think it's com. we'll put a link in the show notes. yeah i mean that's an interesting concept isn't it because it's in some ways it's very easy now to find people potentially to contact with be it on twitter be it on facebook be it on linkedin mm. it's very easy to find them but what's very difficult is to strike up that initial conversation it, with yes. people and i suppose yes. that's where yeah it can help isn't it i know mm. that like a lot of my best online connections have come from meeting people offline Mm. um so yeah i can see that taking that kind of real reason to have a conversation with someone like that even if it is serendipity would would be quite quite a good approach yeah an interesting challenge that they might um sort of run into will be uh, in um we've spoken about uh reaching that sort of term uh, Critical mass, yeah, kind of critical thing. mass of people as part, of, you know, as members of uh, whichever social group you're yeah. in, and as well as having to worry about the number of members they have 
signed up, they also have to worry about the member of, uh, number of members they have online at any one time. Yes. Yeah, yes. So and they've kind of got around that by having these events where mm. they, which encourage yeah. people to come on at the same time, which yeah, is, I think is very, very clever. clever, actually. It'd be yeah. interesting, though, how long is it till people start gaming the system? Do you know what I mean? That's the, that's the, when you start getting people trying to like, game the system, that's when you've made it, I think, really, is mm. that you've kind of reached that point where it's... So it's how would still, you game this system? Well, we'll say I then connect 50 times. Mm. And then I'm connected to 50 people rather than one person. Mm. You know, I'm sure there's probably ways of doing that if you're so inclined. But that sort of defeats the object, doesn't it, really? But you know, where there's an opportunity to take advantage of something, someone online will. And we'll leave it there with episode uh, 97. So thanks for listening. I have been Andy White. I've been Kelvin Newman. And I've been Graham Benstead. And we'll see you next week on Internet Marketing. Thanks for listening. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being completely straight mm-hmm. and 10 being completely gay, what number are you? Um, you know, I don't think that you should rank how gay they are. I guess, I, you know, that's just a little of a red, just a flag for me. Come on, come out. A weekly podcast where real lesbians tell their real coming out stories. You can find Come On, Come Out on your favorite podcatcher out now. Go listen. ACAST, A-cast, A-cast, A-cast recommends. recommends.